Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What up, Cavs Nation? I'm your host, Ethan Sands, and I'm back with another solo dolo episode of the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. Wednesday night was a big one for the Cavs as they returned Darius Garland and re-implemented their starting lineup. That means that Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Max Struess, Evan Mobley, and Jarrett Allen all shared the court together for the first time in what feels like forever. I feel like I first have to address the return of Darius and what that meant for the team. He took back over the point guard spot in the rotation, but the Cavs were focused on getting everyone involved and continuing to focus on keeping their assist numbers high while shooting at a high volume of three-pointers. Darius Garland even mentioned post-game that he didn't want to step on any toes and didn't want to get in the way of anything that the Cavs had created while he was gone. Well, it's safe to say he didn't really get in the way, and he was also able to get his own, scoring 19 points in his return and added two steals as well, which proves to the fans that said he'd be overly a liability on the defensive end that he's going to get after it because he knows he has to in this lineup. For the starting lineup's first game back, I honestly think it went rather decent. There's obviously always going to be a readjustment or reacclimation curve and period, especially knowing that Darius and Evan still aren't back to being themselves at 100% just yet. What do I mean by that? Darius is returning from a jaw fracture that prevented him from doing any activities, and he went full speed for the first time in Wednesday's contest. Evan Mobley is coming back from knee surgery, and even though he said earlier today that they adequately tested out his knee and he has no reservations, his conditioning has still been affected. The NBA season is 82 games, and rarely do players take a month off from playing the game, much less exercise as a whole. You could tell that Darius was trying to make the most of his minutes while under a 20 to 24 minute restriction, same as Evan, because he was playing defense the length of the court, even getting a steal in the backcourt on a ball that the Detroit Pistons were just trying to get in bounds. And he was also being aggressive on the offensive end, switching gears and getting downhill to attack the paint 
while also creating open passing lanes with the collapse of the defense to shooters, which Chris and I have talked about on recent podcasts. The Cavs not only had a decently easy stretch while the two starters were away, but facing the Pistons, who recently took down the Oklahoma City Thunder in the West, but still have only won six games this season, was definitely a good fitness test, and Detroit gave the Cavs a good scare in the fourth quarter. I don't know about other beat reporters, but I had two separate game stories written with like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter in case the game went either way, because I want to get you guys, the readers, the subscribers, and the listeners, the game story as soon as possible, and then update it with added information from the post game afterwards. But the fourth quarter is when the stars shine brightest, and the team resorts back to what was working. If you noticed, the fourth quarter was mainly played by players who were a part of the Cavs' 15-4 record when Darius and Evan were out. Big plays were made by Karis LeVert, Isaac Okoro, and Jarrett Allen. Yes, I'm going to get into Donovan Mitchell and his explosive fourth quarter, but I have to start by giving props to Jarrett Allen. The man was sick, and no, I'm not talking about the good sick. He was sick, and he mustered the strength to not only play, but have significant contributions in the win. Jarrett wasn't even at shoot-around this morning because he was more than likely at home resting, trying to gather whatever strength it took so he could play in tonight's contest. He showed up to pregame and was clearly not himself, and yet still managed to play 30 minutes and collect his franchise record 16th great double-double. J.B. Bickerstaff said post-game that Jarrett had only eaten a peanut butter and jelly sandwich all day. So there's no telling if it was a stomach bug or something of that nature. But Jarrett is also someone who was accustomed to waiting to speak with media post-game, win, lose, or draw, and he was nowhere to be found. It may have also had to do with the Cavs having to hop on a plane Wednesday night after the game to go play Memphis tomorrow, but I want to give credit to Jarrett. Like, even if he was sick as a dog, the man balled out and was able to help his team gather a win. Donovan Mitchell even told the media that Jarrett at one point said that if he's out there, he didn't know how much he had left in the tank. While in the fourth quarter... Jarrett's presence on the interior forced some huge stops down the stretch, and he also had some baskets on the other end to help the Cavs narrow the gap when the Pistons took a lead. It cannot be overstated the amount of effort that Jarrett put into tonight's game and how much the Cavs rely on him to be a constant anchor for their team, and just him showing up, even when he wasn't 100%. Prove that he knows his importance. So I hope fans that were asking to trade Jared Allen take notice of what he brings of value to the team and how crucial he was not only tonight, but in keeping the Cavs in the Eastern Conference race, especially with players like Evan Mobley and Darius Garland being out for extended periods of time. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, but I got to put our subscribers on to something new for our listeners. If you like food and drinks, and who doesn't, Cleveland.com is breaking new ground with our lively new podcast about dining and drinking in the greater Cleveland area. The hosts talk about the latest foodie happenings, joined by the most in-the-know experts in town. It's called Dine, Drink, 
C-L-E. And you can find it anywhere you download podcasts. Give it a listen and quench your thirst and feed that appetite. When we come back to the Wine and Gold Talk podcast, yes, I'm going to give you an insider's look into Donovan Mitchell's performance and Darius Garland's return. But before then, become a Cavs insider and interact with me and Chris by subscribing to Subtext. Sign up for a 14-day free trial or visit cleveland.com backslash Cavs and click on the blue bar at the top of the page. If you don't like it, that's fine. All you have to do is text the word STOP. It's easy, but we can tell you that the people who sign up stick around because this is the best way to get insider coverage on the Cavs from Chris and myself. I'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, I'm back. The Cavs traded for Donovan Mitchell because they needed a closer. And Cavs fans asked in a recent episode of Hey Chris about Donovan playing hero ball. Well, let me just say this. If Donovan doesn't consistently go get buckets when he's called upon, they aren't going to win as many games. They got him to take over in moments that call for them. And Wednesday was a prime example. He scored 20 of his season-high tying 45 points in the fourth quarter, with six of the last nine field goals made were by Donovan. And to top it all off, he iced the game with six made free throws. So let's rewind to Monday, when Donovan came into the locker room and media room visibly and audibly upset. The Cavs had just won the game, beaten one of the hottest offenses in the Clippers, and added Evan Mobley back into the lineup. What in the world could he be upset about? You must be thinking. I sure was. Free throws. The man missed two free throws and went four of six on the night. Every shoot around before games, players have to make a certain number of free throws, and then they work on their individual skills that they want to hone in on. I saw Donovan specifically working on his free throws ahead of tonight's game, and it paid off in a big way. He went to the charity stripe 12 times and missed just once. And the last six points for the Cavs in the win were his six free throws. It was a testament to never being too big to focus on the little things. And that's the energy that Donovan has given off the entire time I've gotten to cover him. He's continuously wanted to talk about his teammates and their successes rather than his own. 
while bringing recognition to them, including talking about Jared Allen being an all-star caliber center or Isaac Okoro being an all-defensive team level player. He's almost always been the first to mention to the media that someone on his squad should be getting more recognition, whether on the radio, in the papers, you name it. So I asked him post-game just one question about himself and what it meant to kind of be given the keys when he walked in the door last year. And he just said that they traded for him to perform in these kinds of moments. And it's his job to step up for the team. And that's been a consistent theme for this team. Just being unselfish and wanting each other to be successful. And in turn, the team is successful. George Niang said at Shootaround today that this is the most tightly knit team he's been on in his eight years in the NBA. And that the group's bond has helped them win games and grow as a unit. Especially with the Paris Tour, which I'm going to talk about a little bit more later in this episode. So let's get into it. I can't mention Donovan hyping up his teammates without giving you guys a visual of how Darius Garland's post-game interview went in his return. I mean, this was the first time the media has gotten to really talk to him since he's been recovering from the fractured jaw, one, because he was rarely available, and two, because he couldn't really talk. But picture this. Bally Serena Winters is asking an informed question about his return and his process of getting back into his rhythm. Donovan Mitchell sees that Darius Garland is in the middle of an interview with maybe 10 to 20 media personnel and multiple cameras in his face and starts blaring the remix of Welcome Back by Mace, featuring the artist formerly known as Kanye West, now known as Ye. This caused an uproar with excitement from the players walking through the locker room with Donovan saying, boy, it's good to see you in a goofy tone, kind of like that. I don't know if I did a good Donovan Mitchell impression. Darius, who is still adjusting to the conditioning and speed of an NBA game, was sweating in a large jacket post game. You know, he was dripped out, had the ice on and all that good stuff, but he was sweating profusely under the camera lights. And a player walked by, and I will not name who it was because I cannot confirm that I know who it was, but they walked by saying that Darius looked like a glazed donut with all the sweat on his forehead. This quickly prompted Darius to take off said jacket, and a kind Cavs trainer handed him a face cloth to wipe away the shine that was on his forehead. It was a hilarious scene that only got better. Darius went into detail into his recovery talking about bringing a blender to Paris, as Chris and I have mentioned before, saying that he had a restaurant bring out chicken alfredo in soup form and that it was helpful but still extremely weird to him. And George Niang said earlier today that in his words, don't get me in trouble now, these are his words, as someone who looks like they like to eat. I would be one upset person if I couldn't eat food. And I'd be upset too, to be honest. But that was the case for Darius. He had to drink everything out of a straw and wasn't able to do any physical activity, which led to him losing 12 pounds during his injury stint. And he says that he's still trying to gain all of it back. But his first meal when he got his wiring taken out was Chick-fil-A waffle fries, and a chicken noodle soup. 
He said the only reason he was still eating soup was because he still had rubber bands in and seemingly still had to be cautious of his chewing and intake. But overall, let's wrap this up. This team is now fully healthy except for Ty Jerome, who recently had arthroscopic surgery on his ankle, and he's listed as out indefinitely. But the starting unit is back, and the players who have entered in more than two games this season are around. It's evident that this squad knows they have work to do to continue the success that they were having with Evan and Darius out, but to also elevate their game to contend in the daunting Eastern Conference. But the vibe is that if they're doing it together, then anything is possible. J.B. Bickerstaff even took accountability post-game, saying that he needed to be better with figuring out the rotation and that it'll be difficult, but with so many talented players on this roster that it'll get done. They just all need a little bit of time. Sam Merrill even mentioned post-game that they know that opportunities are going to be slim. They just got to be ready for them. And I think that's the mentality that everybody on the team has, and everybody's ready for their moment. That's why we've seen Craig Porter Jr. step up. That's why we've seen Sam Merrill step up. That's why we've seen Karis LeVert step up. All because they all got an opportunity and they had their moment. Now they have added trust from J.B. Bickerstaff and the entire coaching staff and even upper management from the Cavs that they can be successful when they get that time, when they get that opportunity. So it's just about figuring out where everybody fits in. And that'll be on a nightly basis when it comes to matchups, when it comes to lineups, and it comes to who they're playing. But with that being said, that'll wrap up today's episode of the Wine and Gold Talk podcast. But remember to become a Cavs insider and interact with Chris and me by subscribing to Subtext. Sign up for a 14-day free trial or visit cleveland.com backslash calves and click on the blue bar at the top of the page. If you don't like it, that's fine. All you have to do is text the word stop. It's easy, but we can tell you that the people who sign up stick around because this is the best way to get insider coverage on the calves from me and Chris. This isn't just our podcast. It's your podcast. And the only way to have your voice heard is through subtext. Y'all be safe. We out.